75% wage subsidies for all businesses in Canada. Economic measures at the federal government level now total over $105 billion in support for Canadians through the COVID-19 pandemic. It is April 1st, and we've got some more details on the Enhanced Wage Subsidy Program announced on Monday. This podcast is brought to you by Dentons, the world's largest law firm with a global team that builds agile, tailored solutions to meet the local, national, and global needs of private and public clients of any size in 183 locations serving 75 countries. Before we begin this podcast, please note that anything discussed or said on this podcast does not constitute legal advice. Welcome everyone to the Tax Insight Podcast by Dentons. I'm Chris Young and I'm joined by Keith Hennel, lead partner for the Tax Practice Group in Edmonton and Gergay Hegadush, senior tax associate lawyer in, in the Edmonton office as well. Thank you both again for joining the podcast. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. I know many of us in the uh, professional services industry, we've been eagerly waiting details about the uh, wage subsidy program, the enhanced one or upgraded one, if you'd like to call it, that was announced on Monday by Prime Minister Trudeau. Uh, We finally got a little bit of detail, but I do want to caution our listeners that uh, more details will be coming. There are still parts of the program that I would say is lacking some details. Either way, we're going to go through some of those that we have found out today. Gergay, maybe we'll start out with you first, maybe from an eligibility standpoint. Who can apply for this subsidy? Yeah, so now it seems like there's two types of uh, subsidies. There's subsidies of up to 75% of the first $58,700 that an eligible employee receives from an eligible employer. And so you're asking about who an eligible employer is, and it seems like it's extremely broad. It includes employers of all sizes across all sectors of the economies, with the exception of public sector entities. So that would be entities such as schools, hospitals, and municipalities that don't qualify. However, all other employers, and that includes also includes uh, not-for-profits and registered charities, would qualify for this program. Um, now, they did mention something about a month-to-month check-in. Uh, were you able to get some more details on that, Gergay? Yeah, so it looks like they'll be comparing your um, monthly income um, based on what it was last year. So for March 2020, they'll compare it to what you earned in March 2019. And you'll have to do that on a monthly basis for the months of March, April, and May. And so you'll have to show that you had a, a reduction of 30% of your gross revenues in order to qualify for the subsidy of 75%. Now we looked at, uh, you know, they had some very vague language to start on Monday about what's normally earned or how do they calculate that first 58,700? And I know it was up in the air for a little bit, but we got a little bit of clarity from the technical briefing. Can you guys comment on how they determine, you know, how much is being subsidized and based on, or how they come to that amount based on the salary? Yeah. During the technical briefing, uh, they kind of gave some examples and and they indicated that, um, It'll depend on whether an individual was employed prior to March 15th or not, uh, because if they weren't employed prior to March 15th, then there's no indication of what they normally earned. So for an employer who's normally paying $1,000 a week to an employee who's working prior to March 15th, they'd be entitled to a subsidy of $750, even if they only paid the employee $750 during the eligible 
period. However, for employers, employees that are hired after March 15th, uh, since there's no benchmark, the employer needs to pay the full $1,000 to receive a subsidy of $750. Now, on Monday, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau had mentioned that for companies, if they were, let's say, paying $1,000 a week, you got the $750 subsidy. If companies can and have the ability to pay the two remaining $250, they should. Keith, in previous um, you know, benefits that businesses received, you know, how do they measure that ability to pay? And, you know, we talked a little bit, a, a little bit about it uh, earlier on Monday. Um, any additional insights on ability to pay and how that would be determined? It's really uh, trust-based. Uh, and I think both the Prime Minister and the Minister of Finance mentioned that program will be heavily uh, trust-based with, I'm sure there's going to be a vetting process after the fact. So they will be monitoring this. I don't know how they're going to check or what their actual process is going to be to, to check to see if employers um, who can pay the additional 25% do pay and will be paying. I do note that they mentioned that there's going to be a verification or a attestation um, every month when you when the employer, the business is, is applying and, and receiving the subsidy that they will be attesting that they've taken best efforts um, and all possible steps to, to pay the additional 25%. What that looks like uh, remains to be seen. So. And the government has indicated that there will be severe penalties for uh, those who take advantage of the system improperly. Keith, I guess for previous subsidy type programs or benefit programs that corporations did receive, what kind of things were they required to do in terms of indicating certain requirements of a program? I know that's a very broad question, but I guess I'm just trying to get a sense of what do you what do we think businesses are going to be required? Are they going to be like to a level of audited financial statements, or are they going to look at uh, a company's payroll account? You know, what are some of the things CRA has done in the past to, to verify some of these? Well, Chris, I, I could see the government taking a higher level of scrutiny for the people who do apply and receive these subsidies for those businesses um, to the extent that they could all be audited in the next year or everyone who takes uh, advantage of the, the program. Uh, I could see them doing that and drilling down in every single one of them from the prior year's tax returns and payroll and doing a full scale audit on each each of those. Um, that would be kind of a wide net or they could do small scale audits of them. So that's that's one way that the government does uh, keep an eye on these programs and to make sure that uh, people are being honest and not taking advantage. I could see them, the CRA looking at uh, GST returns, a uh, businesses uh, file and uh, especially monthly filers, it's super easy because um, you have your, your your sales on, on your return, on your GST return. So they could definitely compare those year over year and it would be pretty easy to see what, what's been going on. Okay, now um, Finance Minister Morneau indicated that this wage subsidy program would run from at least for now, for the time being, March 15th to June 6th. Uh, Gergay, how can companies apply for this? It seems like they can apply online to a CRA portal, which is going to be released in the coming weeks. And for companies, I guess, you know, this is big on their mind is when will they get the cash? When will they get the money? Uh, was there any indication of when that was happening? Yeah, I think uh, Minister Morneau said that it would take around six weeks. Uh, however, in the technical briefing, I think the period of three to six weeks was provided. So I think the six weeks was, was stated as a, as a worst case scenario. But I think in the next three to six weeks, we could expect to see some some movement on this. Yeah, and I would add to that that the Minister of Finance uh, indicated that 
employers and businesses could consider taking advantage of, of credit facilities that may be available to bridge the time between, so they continue to pay, the, pay their employees um, until they receive the subsidy. So that's just one one point that, that he made that was interesting. And so in, you know, we talk about some credit facilities, how else will they receive these funds from the government? Sounds like it'll be through direct deposit. So any businesses that aren't set up to receive direct deposit should should make sure they do so, so they receive the funds as soon as possible. At one point I just want to revisit here, Gerga, you had mentioned that the 10%, uh, which was, call it the original program announced, that program is still yeah. in place. How would a company know if they're the 10% one or are they the 75%? So the, I think the 10% is intended for, for smaller businesses, and it's there for companies that don't qualify for the 75% wage subsidy. And so they don't have to meet that $30,000 reduction in gross revenue. So if a company does not qualify for the 75% subsidy because it does, hasn't had that 30% reduction, then it can still get the 10% wage subsidy, which is the, the remittance uh, subsidy. Okay, clearly still more details to come. I'm assuming once the portal gets launched, there will be some more details as well. Uh, for Denton's, uh, we've put together a document that outlines some of these details that we talked about on today's podcast. Uh, the link will be below in the description. Make sure you go visit that link to get some finer details on what was discussed. Uh, Gerge, Keith, thank you so much again for taking time out of your busy day to join us and providing your insight on this. If you guys have any questions more on these government measures or if you have any tax questions, uh, feel free to reach out to Gergi and Keith. Their contact information is below. Guys, thank you again for joining today and uh, hope you guys stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you, Thanks, Chris. Chris.